Welcome to Small Business All Figured Out, the Tax Bite Edition. These Tax Bites are created for you, the individual taxpayer, to give you tax tips and tools to help you prepare for Tax Time 2020. The Tax Bite Edition is hosted by registered tax agents and CPAs, Cheryl Cole and Corinne Cole. We'd like to let you know that all the advice that you're hearing in this podcast episode is general in nature. If you would like something more specific to you and your particular circumstances, you're welcome to contact us. Welcome to episode nine. This is another episode of Small Business All Figured Out, The Tax Bites. These special Tax Bite episodes will be happening in the lead up to tax time 2020 to help you prepare for tax time and get the inside scoop as to what you can and can't claim on tax and what documentation you need to ensure your claim holds up in an ATO audit. And although this entire podcast is produced with the small business owner in mind, a small business owner is still going to need to prepare and lodge an individual tax return. And what we talk about in the Tax Bites episodes will just be as relevant to you as it is to an individual taxpayer who isn't a business owner. So not only that, you might want to share these episodes with family and friends or even staff who work in your business as they will likely be lodging an individual tax return. So remember, if you like this episode and think someone else you know will get value out of it, please go ahead and share it. You can find our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. So in this episode, Cheryl and I are talking about one of the two possible ways that you can claim your car expenses in your tax return, and that is the logbook method. Now, the other method that you may know about is the cents per kilometer method, and we'll be covering that in the next scheduled tax bite episode. That's right. But in this episode, we're going to cover off on the five main points regarding claiming a car using the logbook method. So the first point is what the definition of a car is as per the ATO. The second point, what trips will qualify as work-related travel? Point three, how the logbook method actually works and the details that you will need to record for work-related travel. Point four is the receipt evidence that you must keep when using this method. And number five is how long the logbook will actually last and when you need to actually start a new one. So the first thing you need to establish before claiming car expenses as a tax deduction is whether or not you are actually entitled to make the claim in the first place. So what we're going to talk about is how you'd go about establishing that. And firstly, it is really important to note that the logbook method is only available to you if you are using a car for work-related travel. And this means we need to sort of start out by understanding what is actually meant by a car and what is the definition per the ATO. So Corinne, can you fill us in on, on that? Yeah, now it seems a bit granular that we're talking about what's the definition of a car, but the ATO's website does say your vehicle is not considered to be a car if it's a vehicle with a carrying capacity of one ton or more, such as certain utes or panel vans, and a carrying capacity of nine passengers or more, such as a minivan. So this means a car is a vehicle with a carrying capacity of less than one ton or carries eight or fewer passengers. If it meets this criteria, you are able to use the logbook method. However, if your vehicle doesn't meet the definition of a car, 
then it's quite logical to think that you won't need to keep a logbook in order to ca- uh, claim your vehicle expenses. But there's actually a catch with that, isn't there? There is, and I'll explain what that is because there's a lot of confusion and misinformation around this point. So a lot of people, particularly tradies, believe that they don't need to keep a logbook for their vehicle or ute because it's a ute or it's a dedicated work vehicle or they bought it purely for work purposes. Uh, And then there are people who use a vehicle for work that does have a carrying capacity of one tonne or more. And because this type of vehicle doesn't meet the definition of a car, they believe they also don't need to keep a logbook. But what I'd like to throw in here is that both of these assumptions are basically incorrect. They are incorrect. Uh, You must still keep a logbook for a continuous 12-week period, even if you use the car or vehicle 100% for work, and even if it's a vehicle that doesn't meet the definition of a car. So some clients who obviously have done a bit of reading on this particular uh, tax deduction expense yes. will question that and they have pointed out that the tax law says deductions may still be claimed in respect of the business use of the vehicle that's not a car without a logbook. Yes, they they do have that uh, belief and the tax law does say that vehicles that are not cars by definition uh they don't require a logbook. However, here comes the catch. Mm. Although there's no requirement to have a valid logbook, substantiation of the expenses is still required. So this means you as the taxpayer would still need to be able to establish or demonstrate the extent of the business use of your vehicle and how you've worked out what the work-related use is versus the private use. So you'd be suggesting that some sort of record needs to be kept so that you can prove this. Absolutely, because in an ATO audit, if you can't prove something, you're just giving them the ability to knock the expense out of the return. Absolutely. So it's better to cover your tail. So the easiest way and really the only way, in my opinion, is to keep a logbook. Even though the law says differently, you're leaving yourself open to not being able to claim that expense in an audit situation. Yes. So I personally recommend that you keep all documents to prove and support your claim for the actual expenses that you've incurred in relation to your vehicle. Yes. And I I guess at the starting point also for any taxpayer is to work out whether or not you can claim a tax deduction for your vehicle. So you need to note that deductions can be claimed for work-related car expenses if you use your own car in the course of performing your job as an employee. So Corinne, talk us through some examples where a taxpayer may be using their car in the course of performing their job as an employee. Yes, this is really important. Just because you've kept a logbook Mm. and all your receipts doesn't mean that you're allowed to claim your car in your return. There's still another set of criteria that have to be met. So let's talk about what these are. So you might be required to carry bulky tools or equipment that your employer requires you to use for work. And this is because there's no place at the work site to securely store your tools and equipment. Now, a deduction is not allowable if the equipment is transported by you as a matter of convenience or personal choice. Mm. It has to be a requirement of your job. Now, a lot of clients say, oh, but yes, there is somewhere there is somewhere to store the equipment and tools at work, but I don't feel it's secure. Yeah, I don't want to. Unfortunately, that doesn't then- that doesn't stand up in an ATO audit. They still say that, okay, your, your employer has provided a space to store your tools. Whether you like the security of it or not is 
is not 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 a thing. No, it, it knocks out your opportunity. Yeah, it to really claim. does because your employer will say, "Yeah, yeah, we we do provide a a storage facility." That's right. So that's something you need to think about. Um, you might be required as part of your job to deliver items or collect supplies and. This travel can't be incidental. So it can't be something that you do on your way to and from work where you're not having to go out of your way. To be able to claim for picking up things or dropping stuff off, it needs to be something that's done. Like a specific trip. Absolutely. And more likely through the work day rather than on the way to work or the way home. Yep. Another reason you might be able to claim car expenses if you're attending conferences, courses or professional development, that's perfectly okay. Travel between two different places of employment is also an acceptable uh, claim for car expenses. So provided one of the places is not your home, that's really important to note. So for example, if you work two jobs and you finish work at one job and then travel directly to start work at the next, then that is tax deductible. And lastly, travel from a workplace to an alternative workplace that is not a regular place of work for you and back to your workplace or directly home is also tax deductible travel. But it's important to note a few things here, Corinne, I think. And the first is that most people can't claim the expenses of travel between home and work because this travel is generally private. And of course, there are a few exceptions to this, particularly if you satisfy the criteria of an itinerant worker or your home is actually a place of business according to the ATO's definition. And this is something you'd need to seek guidance about from your tax agent. And the other point is that what exactly is classed as heavy, bulky tools? For example, to be considered heavy and bulky, it must weigh at least 20 kilos and be obviously difficult to transport. Now, you could argue that you are required to use your car for work, but let's talk about what will actually happen in the event that you're audited by the ATO. So Corinne, perhaps you can talk us through this. Yes, in relation to both methods for claiming car expenses, so whether whether you're using the logbook method or the cents per kilometre method, the ATO will ask you for a letter from your employer confirming exactly how you're required to use your own car for work purposes. Now, this letter can't just come from your workmate or your supervisor or even manager. This letter will need to be in the form of a statement made by HR or another representative of your organisation who's in a position to make a statement with authority. And bear in mind that if you're telling fibs in your tax return, your employer isn't going to support you on that because firstly, they'd be lying to the ATO. And secondly, there can be tax implications for your employer too. Exactly right. So make sure you're being honest in your tax return. And if your car expense claim happens to relate to the transport of heavy, bulky tools and equipment, in an audit situation, here's what you'll need to do. And this sounds onerous, but get ready for it. You'll need to provide a list of all the work items carried, including their weight and size. And if Mm. those work items are carried in a bag, you also need to provide the dimensions of weight and weight of the bag too. Wow. Yes. So for each car that you're claiming as a tax deduction in an audit situation, you'll also need to supply the ATO with copies of the purchase or lease documents and copies of the car registration certificate Mm. so that they can verify ownership. Right. Um, Do note, though, that it is okay to use uh, a car that's held between spouses. So your partner might have both of your cars registered in their name, and that's okay. You can use it, and there is a document that you can complete to... um, 
substantiate that basically. Okay. So I guess the next question would be is how does the logbook method actually work? Can you talk us through it? Yeah. So as long as you're able to claim an expense in your tax return and you're choosing to use the logbook method, you need to understand how that works. So Mm. it works by firstly keeping a valid logbook record. And this has to be kept for a minimum of 12 continuous weeks. And secondly, you have to keep valid records and documentation to support and substantiate all the expenses relating to the vehicle that you're claiming. So your fuel rego insurance repairs and so on so really we're using the logbook um, to determine the work-related use of your vehicle as a percentage of its entire usage that's right so the it's not enough to just come into your tax appointment and say i've done my logbook the logbook only tells us how much you used your work uh, your car for work yes and what we need to do then is use that percentage and apply it to the total cost of running a car and that's why you'll be asked for your all total fuel or your yeah all your receipts for yep. your rego insurance and whatnot okay so i also think it's very important at this point that we outline how to keep a valid logbook so you know what what's involved and A logbook is valid as long as it contains the following information and it must contain these details. Yes. So the first is uh, when the logbook period actually begins and ends and we need to ensure that it's at least a 12-week period. Yes. The car's odometer readings at the start and the end of the period because if we don't have that, well, we can't even determine how many kilometres you actually travelled in that period at all and that will prevent us from determining your business use percentage. That's actually a, a common oversight by mm. a lot of taxpayers. They're like, oh, did I have to write down the odometer? But I've, I've written down how many Ks I travelled. Not so, good enough. No. The whole idea is we need to know how far your car travelled. In, in total. In total. In that period. Yeah. Yep. Um, so the business percentage for the logbook period. So the tax agent can work this out for you so long as you've supplied the full and complete logbook record. So if you've filled everything out containing the period begin and end the odometer reading at the start and the end we can actually determine the business use percentage if you're not sure how to do that yourself that's right and also the logbook must record all business journeys made in the car over that 12-week period in and and those details need to include the dates on which the travel began and ended the odometer reading at the start and end of each trip the kilometers traveled on each trip And also don't forget the purpose of the trip so that you need to ensure a brief reason for the work trip is recorded in that in that logbook. That's right, because the ATO can get fussy about the nature of the trip and try to uh, argue that that's not a trip you can actually claim. Exactly. Um, And something else I want to make mention of there is that you don't have to note down your personal trips. Now, depending on what you read on the internet, some will say that you have to Uh, you know, some articles will say you have to log your work trips and your personal trips, but you don't. The whole idea of noting down the starting odometer reading and the closing odometer reading, that tells us the total distance traveled. All the ATO cares about is what is the the work-related use. And what was the reason for the trip. Exactly. So if you note down all the work-related trips, that gives us the percentage and that naturally tells us, well, the, the balance must be personal. So you don't have to note down your personal trips under the logbook method. And also, if you make two or more trips on the same day in a row, you can record them as one single journey. 
just so you're not having to enter numerous logbook entries. So all of these details are necessary and I do see some taxpayers forget to record the opening and the closing odometer readings and yet that's almost the whole point of the logbook. It is um, and it's no good to have some of the information recorded here and there. It's, it really does need to be fully completed um, each and every record and I'm often asked if the logbook can be kept for more than 12 continuous weeks and the answer is yes it certainly can. You can keep a logbook for the entire year if you wanted to. Obviously the more you record the more accurate your work related usage will be reflected and a suggestion I would make is if you're going to log your travel for 12 continuous weeks don't do it over a time where you've taken annual leave because no. you could be losing two to four weeks of that 12-week period. So make sure you choose a continuous 12-week period where you will actually be working yep. during that time. Okay, so the next point that I wanted to cover off is what receipts and documents do you need to keep when using the logbook method? So let's talk about that. Yeah, you'll need to keep all receipts throughout the year to justify your claim, obviously, and this will include insurance, servicing, repairs, uh, fuel receipts, the cost of the vehicle, particularly if you buy yes. a new vehicle in that year. We need to know what that is so we can claim depreciation. And your tax agent will look after that claim for you if it's relevant to your situation. And this will be claimed at the applicable depreciation rate for a vehicle and then multiplied by your logbook percentage. Yes. And another important point to note is how often do you actually need to record a logbook? So when might you need a new one? Okay. A new logbook may be required in these situations. So if you realize that your current logbook percentage isn't actually reflecting your your true work-related usage, then you might want to do another one for a continuous 12-week period. Now, after five years, you must start a new logbook regardless. And if you are using more than one vehicle simultaneously, so if you've got additional cars that you're using the logbook method for, you must have a logbook for each of those cars. Now, what happens if you change vehicles partway through that five-year period? Well, technically, you don't need to start a new logbook because that vehicle is actually considered a replacement vehicle. However, I often recommend to clients, now is a good opportunity to maybe redo that logbook because some Freshen it up. Yeah, you know, make sure it is accurate, particularly yes. if you've changed job roles. Like if the new car is because you've changed jobs, I think it would be a good idea to redo that logbook. And also if you've lost it, oh, you yes. need to have a logbook. It's you can't lose it. So again. just start a new one. Make yep. sure you've always got that document on hand. Okay, so that wraps up another of our Tax Bites special episodes. Thanks again for joining Corinne and I, and we hope that this episode has given you a better understanding of how the logbook method works if you were thinking about claiming a car expense as a tax deduction in your upcoming tax return. And of course, in future Tax Bites episodes, we'll be diving deeper into other specific tax deductions that you might be interested in knowing more about, particularly if you believe they might be relevant to your tax return. That's right. And if you're looking for a new tax agent to help you with your 2020 income tax return, or perhaps you've fallen behind and need to get back up to date with your tax returns, take a moment to visit our website at platinumaccounting.com.au where you can join our email list and get our best tax tips 
no clutter, just the useful stuff. Again, if you liked this episode and you think someone else you know will get value out of it, please go ahead and share it. And remember to let them know that you can listen to Small Business All Figured Out and our tax buys wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening and bye for now.